0: Good morning. I'm Daryl J. Bennett. Today, we're going to talk about the three things that are hurting black men most when it comes to the law. Three things. One, social media. Two, Rico laws. Three, hip hop music. You're watching Daryl J. Bennett Live. I'm so excited to be with you. And I can't wait to help you live a higher, more prosperous, more powerful, and more purpose-filled life. Let me tell you about myself. I'm Daryl J. Bennett. I wrote my first book at 18 years old. I started my first company at 21, and I graduated from Harvard Law School at 24. I know how to help people move into another stratosphere of destiny to operate at a higher level. And that's what I'm here to help you do. I'm Daryl J. Bennett on Daryl J. Bennett Live. You don't want to miss this. Your life is never going to be the same again. Now, before you tune me out, listen to what I'm going to say all the way through. Please do. I'm not going to be long. The three things that are hurting black men most when it comes to the law, policing, crime, arrests, handcuffs, felonies, records, whatever you want to say, whatever words you want to attach to it. The three things, I'll say it again, social media, Rico laws, hip-hop music. Let me start with social media. And I want to be unapologetic here. Social media is a great tool. It's a phenomenal tool. It helps push a lot of people forward, but it's also destroyed a lot of people. It's destroyed a lot of people. You want to know how many folks I've worked with where the entire case that... The prosecutors were building on that. The entire case was built on social media. Many times their own. I think of the one guy, he was facing 25 to life. He ended up taking a plea deal for the 25 because he didn't want to have the life on the table. He was 23 years old from Puerto Rico. And he had a younger brother who was in there in the feds too. He was 21, I think at the time. And he also took the same, he ended up taking the same plea deal. I'm bringing him up because he could not figure out for the life of him how prosecutors could use his social media profile, particularly pictures of him on the gun range because he legally owned the gun at the time. And he was legal at the gun range and he was trying to figure out how it was that they were able to use that as evidence against him in this uh, murder trial. And as baffled as he was that he didn't understand how they could, I was baffled that he didn't understand how they wouldn't. And I was trying to explain to him as nicely and as kindly and as gently as I could that he wasn't my client. This was during the period that I was actually going through my own personal experience in the federal prison system. So definitely wasn't my client. But I said to him, I said, think about it. They're going to use this to show your likelihood. They're going to use this to show the type of person that you are. So many times, and, and now I'm talking about as I advise people who might be clients of mine, I have to share with people the government's role. And when I say the government's role, the prosecutor's role is to secure a conviction. It's to secure a conviction. So, of course, they're going to use everything they can to paint someone in a light that is untoward, whether it is things that they have done legally or illegally. They're using it to show a pattern. They're using it to show propensity. They're using it to show some sort of paradigm. They're using it to show personality. And so social media has really been used in a lot of destructive ways, particularly for black men, because what I have found is that prosecutors... um, are able to use social media to find out all types of things that people have done. And even this is the this is the other thing. So maybe you might have private messages back and forth with other people. This was the case with 6 9 Once they got, when well, I'm talking about the prosecutors, once they got into his social media accounts and saw who he was talking to, now it, 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 they pretty much... His social media texts or excuse me, DMs and DMs to him and from him pretty much proved the government's case without anyone ever having to say anything. Um, so I, that's not as uncommon as you might think. So even the things that you're saying on social media that may be private at the time, think about it. You don't know who might see those messages, intercept those messages, or might be storing those messages, and they could come out later. Social media is also very detrimental because people post things about themselves that they would normally never say in public or in person, and it might tend to show that they are a part of something that they're not, which kind of leads me to the second point about the RICO laws. Um... Remember, Rico Laws, and I do a whole thing about this on my podcast, go to Spotify, go to Amazon Music, um, I think other places too, but those are the two that I can think of. Daryl J. Bennett Live, I do a whole hour where I just talk about RICO laws, how it started as the brainchild of uh, Rudy Giuliani here in the Southern District of New York federally. Um, And then once it was used successfully against what we call today the five families, as it were, at the mafiosos, then it became used uh, throughout the, you know, federally throughout a number of different cases, everything from insider trading to data privacy uh, to sex trafficking. And it's also now state laws that have RICO as well. But RICO in a nutshell, the gist, the the, the, the essence of it is just that it is a body of laws that is meant to ensnare people who are part of organizations where there are, on, which are basically ongoing criminal enterprises um, or criminal enterprises and so I started with one talking about social media, how it's been the downfall of a lot of people, you pair that now with these very tough laws, very tough laws, not to get into all of it now but all the government has to prove either on a federal or state level is that in some way this organization has uh, committed, it's like 23 underlying felonies for the most part and has a pattern of doing so and that this person is in that organization. This person is in that organization. Well, how do we prove this person was in that organization? Maybe what they've been posting where? On social media. What better way to ensnare people than by their own word? (laughs) A lot of people, I'm telling you, they're behind the wall right now because of their own word. Because of their own word, because of their own voluntary admission. So when you pair social media with RICO, you see how just living in certain neighborhoods makes you more vulnerable to these laws. This is why I said that that I want to talk today about the three things that are most detrimental to black men concerning the law. Because you can't help where you grow up. But just by growing up in that neighborhood and posting things on your social social media about that neighborhood could cause you to be caught up in an entire case that you're not even a part of just by virtue of the fact you live in a neighborhood, you know the people, your grandmama fried some chicken for some people, and you you took some pictures and threw up some signs not recognizing, that now your whole future is linked with them in an indictment perhaps. This is what I want to prevent from happening. For and let me just put in a plug here. My name's Daryl J. Bennett. I want you to reach out to me if you find yourself at the state law, state level or federal level being caught up in some sort of criminal charges. I help people walk through the process. I help people walk through the process. All right, let me talk about the third thing. The third thing is hip hop music. I'm gonna say it unapologetically. Hip hop music is destroying our communities. <laughs> I I know it's not a it's not a popular. It's not a popular thing to say. And maybe let me quantify it. I don't mean hip-hop music in its raw form. I don't mean the sense of expression and artistry that has lifted so many people out of poverty. I'm talking about the mechanism that is being fed through uh, these same systems that are locking people up and that, is, and that is pulling a lot of folks into poverty. I'm talking about that system. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about a system that is set up that will pay people to, to beef with one another. Did y'all watch one of those, uh, one of the folks in, in, in Chicago, I think his name is Little Dirt. He goes by that name, rapper name. And he said that the music labels were paying me to beef with other rappers, knowing that beefing could get him killed. It got several of his people killed. So I'm not I'm not talking about the sense of expression. I'm talking about the way that it has been manipulated. The way that if you're talking about something positive, you might get a few hundred views. And if you push it hard enough, you'll get a few thousand. But if you start talking about nonsense and I'm smoking on this person's deads and that person's neighborhoods, then you start seeing the numbers just. Now, when you bring it all together, when you bring social media is what some people feel is their attachment to life and their attachment to who they are and attachment to their sense of worth. RICO, these harsh laws that are more, um, that are even more harshly applied against people that look like me, that are more harshly applied to people who grew up in neighborhoods like I grew up in just by virtue of the existence of being there. And then you pair that with hip hop music, this sense that it's an illusion for so many people. It's an illusion that I can get out of this. I can bring my whole family out of poverty. All I got to say is a few things. All I got to do to get lit is to just jump around and say a few things about a few people and get my numbers up and I can get out of the hood. Not recognizing that that might be the thing that destroys your entire family, that destroys your legacy. I can't say names here and I wouldn't how many uh, people that I've worked with that now I'm working with the mothers. Now I'm talking with the daughters. Because the illusion of success is exactly what was used to pull people down. And then there's the other side of it. Hip-hop music, many ways now, unfortunately, the way that it's being proliferated, the way that it's being proliferated, not necessarily created, but proliferated, is making it such that it's taking what people say on social media and putting it on steroids. So things that maybe you could disavow yourself from before and just say, it was just me, it was artistry, it was me just making a joke with a couple friends on social media and I didn't realize who would be on my live. Now... When they bring it into open court and say this person has a million followers on, on social media. And one, I remember they just uh, did a 200 person, excuse me, there wasn't 200 person, it was a 40 person indictment uh, right down the river in Brooklyn. And the first thing that the uh, prosecutor said on the press conference is that. One of these gentlemen had 43 million views on his social media. You can believe they're going to use that. So it's not just that they're talking about social media. That's the first thing I brought up to you. But number three, which is the music. And they're talking about how he used music as a way to continue to proliferate the violence. And so you can believe that they're going to be facing all types of charges as a result of that. Let me stop there. But I want to give you some wisdom, at least so you can think differently about what you're posting, when you're posting, how you're posting it, who you're posting it, who you're talking to. I was sitting next to one of my mentees in a car. He said, you know, I do FaceTime because, you know, FaceTime is encrypted. I said, encrypted from who? He said, but they can't see into that, can they? I said, they who? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They who? It was made by they. Why wouldn't they be able to see in it? Second sec, second, thing, I want you to think differently about the RICO laws. You don't have to have been caught up in somebody's case to get caught up in somebody's case. And if that has happened to you or someone you know, I want you to reach out to me, 888-571-3989. That should be going across the screen. <laughs> it should be, I don't think it will be, but I need to get to that point, right, where you got stuff coming across the screen. And then thirdly, I want you to think differently about How you use the vehicle of music, which is a beautiful vehicle, but how you use the vehicle, the medium, that's where we get the the singular media, the medium of music, how are you using it? And is it being used to destroy you and potentially your family? Is it being used where now you're celebrated, but you're locked up? I'm working with people that are dealing with that. You're number one on the charts, but you don't have your freedom. What a quandary. What would you give As I said to that young man, what would you give now to take some of those lyrics back? What would you you give now? He said, I'd give everything, knowing what I know now. I don't want that to be you. My name is Daryl J. Bennett, and I'm here to take you higher.